cliffcentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and cliffcentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law, like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on cliffcentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is The Laws of Life on cliffcentral.com. Alongside me today, Lionel Makokotlela. Welcome, Lions. Thank you very much, Gary. Good. On this show, we're talking law with Dr. Llewellyn Kalouis. He's an attorney at Peterson and Kalouis in Pretoria. He also lectures as well, I think, at uh, University of Pretoria. The subject matter of this discussion is about what we term in law separation of powers. Mm. And uh, this particular concept right now is really newsworthy and interesting in that the ruling party is claiming that to the ANC that the courts are interfering with the running of the government. And the opposition, on the other hand, is screaming that the courts must step in and save us from Zuma. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, You're welcome to WhatsApp us. Lines, you want to give up the WhatsApp number? uh, Our WhatsApp number is 079-748-2090. Cool. Welcome, Dr. Kalouis. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Good to have you again. Good afternoon to all of you. Good Good afternoon. Uh, Doc, the focus of our discussion, as I said, is the concept of separation of powers. But just before we get there, if I may, on one of our shows recently, we were asked what cases and when can a matter be taken directly to the Constitutional Court, which we call the Con Court, and uh, the secret ballot case, which is we're waiting for a judgment on, was mentioned as an example. And then I'd like you, if you wouldn't mind, to explain the jurisdiction of the High Courts. So it's the High Court, the Supreme Court of Appeal, and the Constitutional Court, and what cases are heard by each of these courts, specifically in relation to matters of a constitutional nature. Okay. Well, first of all, one should take cognizance of uh, Section 166 of the Constitution, uh, which describes the various courts of the Republic. Uh, In short, they are the Constitutional Court, obviously, the Supreme Court of Appeal, uh, the High Courts, including uh, any High Court of Appeal which may be established to hear appeals from any other court similar to that status, then obviously the Magistrates' Court, which we divide into two categories, the Regional Courts and the District Courts, and then what we call any other court established in terms of an Act of Parliament, which could uh, be a tribunal and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we should start off with the, uh, with the High Court itself. Now, first of all, the High Court is a court of first instance. Sometimes we refer to it as a, as a court, a quote, uh, which means that a matter can be commenced in the High Court but it also operates as a court of appeal and review for magistrates' courts within its jurisdiction. Um, the High Court also operates as a court of appeal in respect of decisions made by a single judge of that same court. But when a decision made by a single High Court judge is appealed, it will either go to a three-bench judge, so-called a full bench, of the same High Court, 
Doc, I'm sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Let's just yeah, yeah. let's give some examples. Assuming a man is convicted in the magistrate's court of a, a theft offence and he gets five years jail, he appeals it. Where does that Correct. appeal go? That, that appeal will immediately go to the, the high court in the same jurisdictional area. Okay, so, so if it's in Pretoria, words, yeah, take take us, yeah. Uh, maybe I should also, uh, but before I get there, let me just quickly finalize uh, what I had to say with regard to the High Court. Okay. Uh, in, in essence, it, it means that um, whenever there is a direction with regard to a matter of law, that issue usually uh, ends up uh, with regard uh, with an appeal in the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bloemfontein. In comparison, when there is a matter before the High Court, before a full bench, uh, then the appeal uh, will be attended to within its own bench. Now, that's with what we, where you make reference to the so-called starter decisis principle. Now, that means in Latin uh, to stand by decisions of previously taken decisions, which yeah. means in, 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 in essence uh, the so-called doctrine of precedent. In terms of this doctrine, lower-ranking courts are bound by the decisions of higher courts. This principle also applies, obviously, with the hierarchy of the superior courts, which means that lower courts, such as magistrates' courts, do not set precedents in this way, but they are bound by the precedents set by the superior court. Now, in, in, in essence, that, that, that deals with, with what we call the high court jurisdiction. You also refer to the Supreme Court of Appeal. Now, in terms of the constitutional uh, principles set out in Section 167 sub 3 of our Constitution, the Supreme Court of Appeal, in other words, the, the, the court in Bloemfontein, but only decide appeal in any matter arising from the High Court or a court of similar status as an High Court. The Supreme Court of Appeal is therefore purely a court of appeal and not a court of first instance. And as such, um, only exclusively deals with appeal jurisdiction in the country. It has no original jurisdiction, in other words, inherent jurisdiction, meaning that they can make up their own rules and procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, no matter can be attended to by the Supreme Court of Appeal if it is not as a result of an appeal from a lower court or a review from a lower court. That is the distinction in, in, in simple terms between the SEA, the Supreme Court of Appeal, and obviously then um, what I've referred to as the High Court. Yes. Now, in comparison to all those, the Constitutional Court was uh, established in terms of the 1990 and 1996 Constitution, and in terms of specifically Section 167 of the Constitution. The Constitutional Court uh, is then presided by a Chief Justice, Deputy Chief Justice, and nine other judges, um, and is obviously settled uh, uh, in Johannesburg. A matter brought before the Concord must be heard by at least eight judges. The procedure to be followed, obviously, are those that have been published in the Government Gazette, but in essence, this is our highest court on all matters, they may adjudicate on constitutional matters as well as any other matter. Mm-hmm. If, and this, this is the, 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 the principle, if the Concord grants leave to appeal on the grounds that such other matter raises an argument, a point of law, of general public importance, mm-hmm. which ought to be considered by that court. That, that, that is what the Constitution dictates. In, in, in essence, it's the final decision maker of whether a matter uh, falls within its own jurisdiction. So, first of all, uh, your listeners must understand that the Concord is not only our highest court, uh, court in the country, but also will determine whether they are the final decision maker on any matter which they consider 
of general public importance, because if so, then they are entitled to view the matter. Now, uh, in practice, most of the matters that come before the court are referred to uh, as a result of an appeal from the Supreme Court of Appeal in Bluefontein or directly from a high court. But there are obviously certain constitutional issues uh, which are exclusively reserved for decision by the concord. Uh, now, first of all, maybe I should just refer quickly to those one or two examples. Uh, in terms of the uh, Section 167 sub 4 of our Constitution, the concord are the only court in the country that can decide on disputes between organs of state in the national or provincial sphere, um, as well as any parliamentary or provincial bill, uh, as well as any matter on application by members of the National Assembly, Provincial Council, uh, etc., as well as any amendment to the Constitution, the constitutionality thereof, as well as whether to decide whether a Parliament or the President has failed to comply with a constitutional obligation. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, any certification regarding the Constitution can only be dealt with by the Concord. So, those are the distinctions in practical terms and as simple as I can possibly think of um, <laughs> to try and uh, yeah. uh, distinguish between the various jurisdictions on the question asked by yourself. Thank you, Doctor. Let's talk about the our courts that have been extremely busy lately with uh, yeah. mainly the opposition parties seeking court intervention. And we've had the matters in, in Kundlergate, the ICC withdrawal, nuclear deals, the order compelling President Zuma to disclose what he relied on to fire um, the Pravin Gordon, the uh, the social grants debacle, Mm. and now we have the motion of no confidence in Jacob Zuma by secret ballot case, which is before, I think we're waiting judgment on that one. So the question to you um, is, is to, to most politicians, judicial intervention is interference. And yeah. to the opposition, uh, there's an over-concentration of power within the presidency. Mm. So this has got to be, we've got to balance all this. So the question to you is, sir, what is the concept of separation of powers? And please explain who makes laws, who executes laws, and if there's a dispute, who determines it? Well, uh, it's a simple and a difficult answer. First of all, uh, one must always remember that in the final analysis, uh, laws are made by parliament. So, so they are the legislator, what we call in plain English. Uh, but in terms of the very same Constitution, Section 165, to be specific, the judicial authority of the Republic of South Africa vests in our courts. Um, that being said, the courts are therefore independent and subject only to this very same Constitution and the law that I've referred to, um, which must obviously be applied impartially. Uh, we know the notions of without fear and prejudice. But in terms of the separation of powers doctrine, also known as the so-called trias politica principle, uh, and specifically this section of the Constitution which I refer to, no person or organ of state, and that includes Parliament, members of Parliament, the President, etc., may interfere with the functioning of the courts. Now, this specific um, uh, principle has been even uh, constitutionally found favor by the Concord themselves in the matter of the Lange versus Smith's which was a 1998 decision by the Concord. Now, in terms of uh, this court case and uh, the, the various sections that I've referred to, organs of state must assist and always protect the courts to ensure that the court's independence, impartiality, dignity, and efficiency are adhered to. Mm. And in order uh, for this to be established, all 
these guys and girls and people and institutions that I've referred to are bound by that, that, that constitutional and principles that I've referred to. Now, the Concord has a significant impact, obviously, on the structure, the powers, and function of our courts. Um, but in terms of another section in the Constitution, namely Section 8 of the Constitution, all South African courts and people are bound by the basic rights contained in what we call the Bill of Rights, Chapter 2, so-called. Mm. And in terms of this very same section, the courts must give effect to these rights. Now, whether that implies in itself that sometimes they must step on toes into earlier that of members of parliament and even the legislators to put them into the right direction and to, uh, uh, to reflect on their own decisions, then that's, then that, that's it. So what we in essence have here is, uh, is the principle of uh, a constitutional democracy. Now, either you are in favor of a constitutional dem- democracy, meaning that we've got a, uh, the law as the upper guardian of all rules of principles and, 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 and legislation in this country, or we don't have it. Um, so as long as we have a constitutional democracy, uh, members of parliament, with all due respect, cannot complain if they get scrutinized by their own constitution and must adhere to the principles set out in that, uh, in that very same constitution which they fought for from the outset. And that is, in principle, what this whole problem area uh, brings about when we talk about separation of powers be- between the executive, um, the legislator, and obviously the so-called trials political principle. Uh, I, I think that, and I hear you loud and clear, the ANC has come out very strongly against the courts, the, mm-hmm. the judiciary, saying there's a judicial overreach. And uh, they're going too far, and that they, I think the ANC are saying that that the courts are running this country. Who runs South Africa? The courts or the executive are the banners that we see around. Um, what is, yeah, I mean, is, is, is there judicial overreach, or is this the job of the courts? Yeah. Well, or is this a political question? Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, can, I think I can answer it. Um, with all due respect, uh, I, I reiterate what I've, what I've remarked before. Either we have a constitutional democracy, or we have not. Uh, when the ANC took office in 94, roundabout, uh, one of the pillars of their campaign was obviously the promotion of the constitution. But before that time frame, we didn't have a constitution. Um, so what they said is, listen, this is what we need in this country to get to a stage where we have what we call a, a democracy in the first world countries in comparison to the to other first world countries all over the world. Mm. The problem now is, now that the very same principles um, are adhered to and where they are tested against the decision of this, the legislator, and literally comes back in some instances to haunt them, uh, there are obviously now certain members that's complaining about this. This is nothing but, you ask me, double standards. Um, mm. So, all in all, uh, I've also heard about uh, some observations by executive members complaining and members of parliament stating that um, in essence they got elected uh, whilst uh, some of the judges uh, really got appointed uh, in their positions and therefore uh, for, to a certain degree, degree um, they whatever they decide and, uh, and, and, and put into legislation must have, a more, must have more weight attached to it. Hmm. And that is purely not true. Because, remember, executive members and members of parliament are not per se elected. They are basically deployed. Yes. And that, that makes a huge difference. Judges, when they are, get appointed, they are scrutinized by a so-called Judicial Services Commission, mm. uh, consisting of um, 
a panel of members of all spheres of life, including opposition parties and, and, and so on, and, and obviously also including the, uh, the dominating uh, political party in the country. So they get appointed after a proper interview to find that they are fit and proper to, uh, uh, to adhere to the standards uh, set out in the Constitution and that they will adhere to the Constitution and nobody else, and no person per se, not even a political party. In comparison to that, our politicians in many instances, uh, like I said, get deployed. And once your party is in the favorable position to win the elections and on the assumption that you are one of the, the elected uh, uh, few that on the top list, you will be in, in Parliament. Whether in, from an ethical or a strictly fit and proper perspective, you are fit to, to, to be in office, that's a completely different question and does not really make a difference uh, because there are no such standards set out for politicians in comparison to our judges that got appointed. Yes. So, with all due respect uh, to that observation, I don't think it's sound, and, but that's my, my comment on the matter. There's the, the, just the, the final question, really, is uh, we're waiting for the secret ballot decision to come out. Is, is the uh, motion of no confidence in Jacob Zuma going to be by secret ballot or not? How long does it take for the Constitutional Court to come out with this decision? When can we expect it? Do you have any idea? Well, usually, especially of matters of this importance, uh, one would expect a verdict rather sooner than later. Uh, I was actually surprised that we are still, uh, that the verdict is still outstanding because uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's a matter of uh, deciding uh, whether uh, the inherent implication by that specific uh, section in the Constitution made provision for interpretation to also cover a situation which is not specifically uh, stated per se in the Constitution, meaning that uh, the, the, the big question before the Concord should be and must be whether the, the, the legislator implied that in certain circumstances it would be possible also for the National Assembly to conduct their business by secret ballot. Um, and that's the only question actually that must be answered by this uh, by the Concord at this stage. What happens after that is obviously pure practical uh, enforcement of that decision. Uh, it seems to me that the the, the, prob, the the probable outcome could be and should be if we take cognizance of uh, constitutions elsewhere in the world uh, to be that uh, ballots can be taken in, 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 in secrecy um, because that will obviously have a, 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 a situation where your parliamentarians that, that deliberates on this and finally uh, gets to vote can do so without any a fear of uh, undue reprisals by yeah. any other. Yeah. Correct. Mm. So I, would, I won't be surprised if the Concord actually give that indulgence and say, listen, but that was the intention of uh, the Constitution and the legislature from the outset, and therefore um, it's only a, fact, a matter of practicalities to, to go the extra uh, mile and say, but listen, that was the implication. It's not, we should not merely stick to strict interpretation of what is the excessima verba, we call it, from the law. In other words, exactly the wordings that he used in the Concord as, uh, and in the Constitution as it stands currently. So, um, with all due respect, I do think we will have a judgment uh, rather sooner than later. Everybody understands the, the, the I think we, we're all uh, desperately waiting for that one. Correct. Yeah, yeah, correct. So we can get the vote. So, uh, yeah. It's a matter of urgency on their behalf as well, but they must be they must be mindful of the, the, the judgment because, obviously, for future purposes, like I said, in the terms of the standard decisive principle that I referred to earlier, the, the president system, um, for future reference, 
we are, we are going to be bound by that decision forever in a day. That's the voice of Llewellyn Kerr Lewis. He's a doctor in law, of law. He has a million degrees. Uh, you're a specialist in, in criminal law and many other uh, facets, aren't you, doctor? Well, I try to be. It's not yeah. always uh, do, possible. Do, do you do some lecturing? There's a life, but yes, I like to think. You do lecturing at the uh, University of Pretoria, don't you, as well? Correct. Yeah. That is correct. We've had the best of the best on our show today. Many thanks for your contribution. Very, very enlightening and interesting. And we'll call on you again, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's always good to speak to you. Have a nice day. Yeah, Lions, that's the law on separation of powers and how the courts uh, deal with these things. Funny enough, we didn't even get a chance to really get to the WhatsApp questions because some people actually wanted to know what do you basically need to do in order to make sure that your case get to the Concord if you feel that the matter hasn't been dealt with in the lower courts, which that he did touch base on. Mm-hmm. The other one uh, wants to know, um, as they see mostly... Uh, Advocates standing up to represent a particular uh, uh, parties yeah. when it comes to Concord. Why does it have to be advocates, not uh, lawyers? But lawyers and advocates, I would say, so it's a very one good thing. question. Yeah. Lawyer, um, advocates are kind of specialists yes. in in court generally, and it's a bit like uh, I suppose a, a doctor can take out your appendix, but you usually go to a surgeon. Exactly. So it's a bit like a specialist. Uh, that's what advocates really are. But yeah, no, it has been quite interesting and mm. as always, Dr. Llewellyn never disappoints. Yep. Good. That's the end of this show. Many thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm sure you did. And until next Tuesday at noon, uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Cliffcentral.com.